This is the second part of what could be a three, maybe beyond, we'll see. They thought Watergate was going to be a short story, too, and now they're still writing books about it, so we don't want to limit it. Honored to be here with Matthew Hansen, editor at Flatwater Free Press. So many skilled reporters, really excited to be here. Part two, pigs and power. This focuses more on the environmental impact, specifically of the water usage of a lot of central Nebraska to your neck of the woods to some extent, I was thinking as I was reading, and and I spent a year in Hastings growing up as well. Matt's Red Cloud, second greatest writer from there. I've always said that. I've always said that. It's a high compliment, too. But seriously, give us a little bit of an overview of, of what the reader can find in, in part two of the series and the important environmental impacts that this has. Yeah. Since she started at Flatwater, Yinchi Shu has been very focused on the story, continuing story, about our drinking water. That Nebraska's drinking water was has historically been pristine. It is one of the great natural resources right beneath our feet. In some cases, in, depending on where you are in Nebraska, the I've the always Oglala, enjoyed it. Yeah, the Oglala Aquifer. In the last 20, 30 years, Nebraska started to have a problem with nitrate in our drinking water, particularly in small towns agricultural towns and particularly in people who live out in rural areas like where I was born and where I grew up. So she's been writing a lot about that, has really uncovered some pretty incredible stuff on this super important public health story. And so her latest story, it it made sense that what she was going to focus on regarding Governor Pillen was his hog operations and if and how they affect nitrate in our groundwater and so the story is just entirely focused on that and a lot of the it seems to me in reading it it can be a fine line between the seepage and things that go from his hog operation where his nitrate levels were well above but that doesn't they say get into the drinking water but other experts will tell you it's all underground when you're that excessive testing it's a scary thought how close that is to the drinking water and new wells that are being developed. And you've got people talking about that. Is that the type of thing you hear from family and friends back from your area that, that has to concern everybody, of course? But what, what do you hear from your, your family and friends about that issue? Yeah, it's not my family and friends, but the best example I have of this is that a couple months ago, we did an event in Norfolk on a, I think it was a Tuesday night in the winter. And uh, it was about nitrate in groundwater. That's what the, we had a panel of experts and stuff in Yinchi. We're going to discuss it and farmers. And I thought maybe 25, 30 people would show up at this community college on a cold February, I think Tuesday night. 250 people came. It was so many people that the community college staff was dragging in folding chairs before we could start. People are very concerned about what they're putting into their bodies as it relates to to drinking water. And they also wanted to talk about the different causes. Is there anything that they could do and debate it? It was just, it was such an important moment for us to see the effect of our work and also understand this can happen in places where you would, I, I think a person in New York would presume that, or a person in Omaha 
would presume that there's not going to be any connection between what we're doing and, and the people in Norfolk and that just proven wildly untrue by, by events like that. Absolutely. And you have an arresting comment from uh, a resident out there who talks about cancer levels and things. This is not scientific, but just that he has noticed in his own life over his time span of cancer rates and things that we know come from things like nitrates in the water that certain people are saying you can't make the connection. But right. anecdotally concerning, and that leads to things like you said, public outrage, people showing up, no one else is telling the story. How familiar were you with this as an issue as it pertained to the Pillin operation before this? Had you heard anything on that, or was it really the investigative process of this story that uncovered? We knew when she did her first stuff on nitrate, it was mostly focused on nitrogen fertilizer. So farmers putting fertilizer both in the past and, and currently onto cornfields. But we certainly heard, or she certainly heard a lot about livestock operations, confined animal operations being another source of this. It's actually not the biggest source. The biggest source is fertilizer on cornfields. So we knew that it was a thing that we might come back to. It, it certainly made sense as it relates to our governor and his business operations to look at this specific to him. And I under, can understand why people think that's unfair. It's not like he's the only hog operator yeah. in the state of Nebraska or the Midwest or something, but he's the only one who's governor. And he's the only one who has a pretty serious level of control over changes related to regulation and public health. So that was the reason that we decided to focus on his hog operations in the story. Yeah. You just look at the the vast scope of the operation, and it is mind-boggling that there hasn't been more about this. Did, did that surprise you, what you were uncovering that through a campaign, and now a year in almost? It doesn't in the sense that this work, it's long and tedious, and it requires a level of investigative skill that I myself don't yeah. have nearly enough. I couldn't do the story that Ian Chi just did. Most reporters can't. Do so, really dogged, but really detailed, too. And in an, a deep understanding of data yeah, right. at, at the start of it. So it doesn't surprise me in the sense that this is why we exist. And it's, it's a thing that not a lot of other media outlets can do. We've spent months on this story. In a for-profit model, it doesn't make any sense to do this. The it, original email came to Mr. Wynn, what, on inauguration yeah, night? Yeah. That yeah, is yeah. what kind of launched this, which I thought was interesting. Was there anything from this particular portion that stopped you in your tracks or scared you or really shook you as things were coming in and developing? I've gotten used to Yinchi coming back and telling me like, oh, this monitoring well had twice the legal limit, three times the legal limit, five times the legal limit, seven times the legal limit. When she came back and told me that one of these hog operations uh, tied to Pill and Family Farms had a nitrate reading of more than 400 parts per million. Yeah. And she talked to experts about that. One of the experts had never heard of a number that high. That stopped me he in my He said that was, you'd need to call 911 yeah. or something to that effect, or is a 911 emergency level, and it's that's what's going on. And again, these aren't wells that people are drinking out of, but this is the this goes into our groundwater and ultimately gets sometimes into our water supply. So that's covering part two. Again, honored to have Matthew Hansen of Flatwater Free Press to discuss Pigs in Power. Matthew, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right. <laughs>